I have some questions. Did we create ourselves or did God create us? Yes, God created us. Awesome. Yeah, we did not create ourselves. Amen. Um, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, did Adam and Eve go look for God or did God go look for them? Yes, God looked for them. When Moses encountered God in the burning bush, did Moses speak first or did God? God spoke first. Did we send Jesus Christ to us or did God the Father send Jesus to us? Awesome, four for four, one more. Guys, doing great. When Jesus approached the woman at the well, did Jesus speak first or did the woman speak first? Jesus spoke first. I can keep asking you these questions over and over again, and the answer is going to be the same, because there's a pattern in the relationship with God. God always makes the first move. God always makes the first move, which means our life in relationship with God is always one in response. If I love God, it's because he first loved me. If I'm seeking God, it's because God in some way has moved my heart or my mind for me to actually seek him. If I've opened the door for God, it's because he first knocked on that door. God always makes the first move. And he makes the first move not because he's forced to, that he has to. God has chosen to make the first move. God is free. No one forces God to do anything. God does what he wants, how he wants, when he wants it. And God has chosen in his love, in the midst of relationship with us, that he is always making the first move. Which means our life in relationship to God is always one of response. God has already spoken. Do we believe it? God has already done something. Do we receive it? How do we respond it's not that we make the first move. He always makes the first move. The gospel today. You have Jesus who approaches a Samaritan woman. And listen, in the time of Jesus, this was a no-no. It was absolutely wild that Jesus would literally ask and speak to this woman and say, give me a drink. Right? One, the reality of the vessels to which they used were unclean. Right? So if Jesus is going to actually get a drink from this Samaritan woman... He could make himself possibly unclean. She's a sinner. Obviously, Jesus reveals the reality of her heart to her that she's living in an adulterous relationship. Jesus already knows this. He knows this. So him even associating with this particular sinner would potentially make him unclean. Like, there were a lot of things that, like, were not okay about the scenario, which is why when Jesus is like, give me a drink, the Samaritan woman is like, whoa, like, uh, how can you, a Jew, ask me for a drink? Like, what are, you, what are you doing here? This is not okay. You're breaking a ton of stuff right now. Even the apostles, when they begin to kind of, they come back from getting like food and everything, they're kind of like, what? Uh, what are you doing? You can't do that. You see, Jesus made the first move with this woman 
He says, like, give me a drink. Ultimately, what God is actually doing, what Jesus is doing in this moment, he's like, I'm thirsting for your belief in me. I'm thirsting. I, I want a drink. I actually am thirsting for you to believe that I'm actually the Messiah. I'm going to make the first move. I'm going to come to you. You see, um, Jesus did not come for the righteous. He came for sinners. Jesus did not come for the perfect. He came for the imperfect. Jesus did not come for those that are well. He came for those that are sick. We have a sick sinner in need of God's mercy and forgiveness and reconciliation. And Jesus goes to her. He knows her sin. He knows she's unclean. He didn't come for the perfect. He came for her. And he seeks and desires that this woman would respond to begin to believe in him, to begin to believe that he is the Messiah, the one that actually will grant her relationship, reconciliation with God despite her sins. You see, it wasn't about the reality of what this woman did that brought Jesus to her. It was the fact that Jesus wants to save her. Jesus made the decision that I want you to know me. I'm going to make the first move. You see, this is huge in the reality of the Christian life because we are really good moving into the situation of like, I have to earn God's love. I have to be good enough for God to want relationship with me. I have to be perfect enough for God to want relationship with me. Man, I'm afraid to even go to God because of how messy I am, of how dirty I am. Right? I don't want him to see all of this messiness. You know what? Once I can maybe get better, get a little bit cleaner, then maybe I'll approach God. Right? We can kind of make these excuses, so to speak. Like, I'm not worthy enough for God to love. I'm not worthy enough to be in relationship. I've sinned too much for God to actually forgive me. We can move in this particular kind of thought pattern, so to speak, and it's completely contrary to the reality of what God has already done. You see, if we believe that I'm not worthy of God's love, then what I do is I make myself, I'm the one making the first move on God versus him making the first move on me. I make the relationship all about me. No, 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 God, you won't love me unless I am good enough. Which means I need to make the first move of being perfect for then you to respond to love me. Oh, Lord, once I don't sin, if I, if I don't sin too much, once I kind of feel better about that, once I do this and I make the worst move and I show you that I actually don't sin, then you'll respond and then you'll love me. Right, you see, what happens is, is we begin to put ourselves in a position of where we make the first move and God is the one that responds to us. And that's not how God has set it out. That's not how God set it out at all. You can literally be living in sin, and God himself still desires to say, give me a drink. He can enter into your difficulty and your pain, and it doesn't reject, the Lord doesn't be, he's not rejecting you in that. He's like, oh, you're, you know, you're too, un, you're unholy, I'm going to walk away from you, sorry. You don't get to deserve, right, you don't get to have my love, because of, look at the, 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 the sins of these areas in which your life you're not good enough. That's not what the Lord says. That's not how God makes it. Listen, if it was really about us, if salvation, if God's love was all based on us, then we shouldn't have it. 
You see, God's love is based on him, not on me, not on you. And nothing you can do can change that. You see, it's not about you making the first move. It's about you responding to the fact that he's like, I love you despite your sin. I love you despite any single excuse that you can make for me not to love you. I still love you. I still offer you my reconciliation if you want it. You can make any excuse you want for me not to forgive you. And I'm telling you, I want to forgive you. Will you respond to my love? Will you respond to my invitation? You see, if God did not want to forgive you, if God did not want you to be in relationship with him, if it actually was all based on you, then Jesus never would have came. There's a reason, my brothers and sisters, of why in the Catholic Church we keep Jesus Christ on the cross. It's not because we don't believe in the resurrection. But we never forget the invitation that God has set forth on the table that he never gets revoked. This is, the, this is where God says, I'm all in. I am all in every single moment, every single day to you forever. Every single moment of your life, I tell you I'm all in. I want to forgive you. I want relationship with you. I desire to give you my new life. I desire to give you the Holy Spirit. Your move. Christ on the cross is literally saying, I've already made the move. I've already told you that I've chosen you, that I want relationship with you, that I love you, that I'm here for you, that I won't leave you. The question is, your move, what's your response? Do you believe? Do you accept? Do you allow me to forgive you of those sins? Do you allow me to destroy those excuses? Will you still come to me when I tell you that I will not reject you, that I will not abandon you, that I will continue to love you, that I will always be there for you? Do you believe this? Do you accept this? Because again, my brothers and sisters, relationship with God for us is always based on response, not on first move. He made the first move. He always makes the first move. It's our life is, do I respond? How, do I believe it? Do I receive it? Do I live in it? Christ on the cross is the perpetual invitation that God himself throws down his son Jesus Christ and says, I'm all about you, and I will always be all about you. And if you want my love, it's yours for the taking. It's through my son Jesus Christ. All you have to do is receive it. Do you receive my love? Do you receive relationship? Do you choose in the midst of any excuse to come back to me, to allow me to forgive you of your sins? Because here it is, I'm all in. This is, these are my cards. Look, the Lord's like, this is, my, these are my, this is my hand. This is my hand. You can see everything. I'm all about you. I'm always going to be all about you. Even if you're not about me, I'm still going to send my son to die for people that will reject him and reject me, and he's still going to go for it because I'm all about you. I'm all about you who love me, and I'm all about you who don't love me. I'm all about you. That's my hand. That's my move, and that'll never change. It's not about you. It's about him. He's made the first move. He always makes the first move, and he will always, always make the first move in your life. And the question is, how are you going to respond in the midst of your difficulties, your sinfulness, your doubts, your fears of anything you can think, right? Because we can have these ideas of this is what God is or how God will respond. My brothers and sisters, you cannot understand how God will fully respond unless you look at God through the crucifix of Jesus Christ. How will God respond? You better look at Jesus on the cross before you recognize how God will respond. That's his ultimate response. God's all in. He's all about you. 
And that's his choice. And it was nothing you did. If relationship with God was based on us, he never would have sent Jesus. If it was based on us, we have no hope. In the gospel, Jesus talks to the woman and says, if you knew the gift of God, you'd be asking me for a drink. It's called a gift, not a reward, because it's based on him, not on you. You earn rewards. You don't earn gifts. It's a gift from God of his love. Gifts are meant to be received, never earned. That's called a reward. It's not the reward of God. It's the gift of God in the midst of his relationship, in the midst of his love, in the midst of his reconciliation. And so my brothers and sisters, I really want to invite you, where are areas in your life that you need to actually believe in God's invitation more? Where you need to actually respond to God's love in a new way in your life. Where God's maybe like touching your heart. Or maybe God's knocking on the particular areas. Or that's like actual reconciliation. Or maybe there are fears and doubts and you don't trust him. You actually want to be in greater control. You don't believe he loves you or don't believe he's got a plan. Maybe that's just one area where he's like, will you trust me? Like I'm thirsting that you would believe in me that I would take care of you. I have revealed to you that if I didn't want to take care of you, I never would have sent my son. If I didn't want to take care of you, I wouldn't have provided all these things. What's that one area? Honestly, for me, the, the one area that I really feel God thirsting for is for me to actually believe that he's a good, good father in a deeper way. I absolutely know my father will provide for me, but there are some times in my own life when I can struggle to believe that. As a son of God, I can struggle to believe that my father loves me, and I feel God during Lent is calling me to actually fight, to push in. No, I believe that you're going to provide. I believe that you're good. I believe that you're going to take care of me, and not just take care of me, but take care of those that, that I love, that I can't be there. You're going to be there. I can't take care of them. You're going to take care of them. Why? Because you're a good father, and you love me, and you love them more than I could even love them. You're a good father. You have a plan. I got to push into the Lord. You're a good father. That's where I feel God asking me. He's thirsting for me to believe in a deeper way than ever before with all my heart and my life to begin to say, no, I respond to the fact that you're a good father. If you weren't, you wouldn't have sent Jesus. You're a good, good father. You're a provident father. You're always going to be there. You're always going to take care of me. Right? What is an area in your life that God is inviting you to respond to his love? It can be many different things, but God is always inviting. He's always making the first move, which means our life is always about response. How will you respond this week to that invitation that God invites you to? The way in which he knocks in your heart, the way in which he moves your mind, or whatever might happen, how is he inviting you to begin to believe? Because God thirsts for you. He literally thirsts for your love. He thirsts for you to believe. To believe in him just as much as he went to this woman in the well and give me a drink. I'm thirsting for your belief in me. That you believe that I'll take care of you. Believe that I'm the Messiah, the Holy One of God. The one to which if you come to me, you will never thirst again. That in me, you will find all that you need. That in me, I will be able to take care of every single thing that you need. Not just here on earth, but ultimately in heaven. God thirsts for us to believe in him in a greater and deeper way, my brothers and sisters. God makes the first move. Never forget that. Your life, my life, is always one of response. It's not about earning God's love. It's about receiving his love, which means God first gave his love to you. God gives his love to us every single day. 
He makes the first move, and our life is about one of response. Let us respond. How are we going to respond? Because no matter what, he loves you, he loves me, despite the reality of every single excuse that we can make. God has chosen in his goodness to make the first move every single day of your life, to speak to you first, to touch your heart first, to knock on your heart first, to pursue you every single day more and more. How will you respond? How will you respond to this gift of God that he chooses to give freely out of his own love for you and I? Amen.